dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Welcome in, Q-Coders, to another fun Dreamisode episode. I think that's what we're calling them now. <laughs> it's Dreamisodes. But uh, it's a bonus episode. We're super excited. We love these, or at least I do. So hopefully you guys are enjoying them as well. I live them. So <laughs> Today we have a special guest with us. Uh, Alan is is not here today. He's a little under the weather. A little under the weather. So we have brought in another Barnes brother. Uh, actually, yeah, this is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steve Barnes. And, uh, you know, just to give a little bit of a background, Steve is actually... The uh, the person that I came in contact with very first uh, with the bonds. Yep, sixth grade. We both were were new students to this school uh, and of course this class. And so we so hit if it. Any off. of you guys happen to listen to the four three forty sports podcast that we did before this podcast in episode one? You'll hear a story. <laughs> about how I did not like Trav at first because he hurt my dog. <laughs> and But that was because he was already friends with Steve. And then... Is this then, like you were angry? Like, he was friends with him first? It no, should be just, me. Because you slammed, <laughs> slammed yeah, Chewy in the door. Right? I know, but just the way that you're saying is like, because he was Trav, Steve's friend first. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't mean to slam your dog in the door. <laughs> I mean, I... You had so many dogs. I think we, we had, had like, like two. three. Two, then yeah, they three, had maybe babies, and then there were a million. We had, I don't know. We did have a lot of dogs. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that, you, no, because <laughs> who did who did I slam in the door? Chewy. Chugger to Wugger to Baby Hanson. Yeah. Right? You guys had Snowy Jazz. and Jazz and Chewy. And that was it. And then we did all have of their siblings that you Sim- sold. Simba and Nala. Simba and Nala. Yeah. <laughs> but that was before Chewy. <laughs> but yeah, we got, we sold those ones. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve and I hit it off in sixth grade. I mean, you know, new kids to the class, you just tend to you know, like gravitate to somebody that has <laughs> something in common with you. And, uh, so that's what that was. And, uh, you know, he rode over to my my house once, and this is the story that we tell all the time, because we hadn't hung out until this moment. <laughs> like, it was just all, we were friends in school, uh, we had always talked about, yeah, you know, let's hang out after school one time, and I don't remember, I think I was coming back from, uh, I don't know, maybe like baseball practice, or I don't even remember what it was, but like, I get there, and there's like this purple bike in front of my house. I'm like, whose bike is this? It was blue, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> it was a unique blue. Color. It goes but back I, to just how your your retinas perceive color. But I just see this purple bike. I'm like, whose bike is this? Like, what girl is here? <laughs> and I go inside. I'm like, Mom, whose bike is that outside? She's like, it's your buddy, Steve. <laughs> and because uh, my mom sounds exactly like that. But... <laughs> And that is how our friendship blossomed. Um, and then he introduced me to his family. 
and uh, I basically killed their dog, so uh, or almost killed your dog, so then Danny hated me, and <laughs> that's how our friendship began. <laughs> Incidentally, he met his fate by being smashed. Did he? I believe so, right? Did Chewy? he get smashed by a bookshelf? Uh, my dog got smashed by a bookshelf. Yeah, Chewy died of old age, as far as I know. Maybe that was one of the other dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so many dogs. Is there something you know that I don't no, know, Steve? I was out of the country at the time, and that's what I was told. Was but like, By the way, Chewie got smashed by, or somebody, whatever dog got smashed by a bookshelf. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe that, that was a dream. <laughs> I, know. I know my dog did while I was out of the state. <laughs> Maybe I'm blending. I so I think Steve, Steve's just stealing your memories. <laughs> I'm like projecting them onto him. Ugh. But uh, anyway, we have a good dream here for you. Uh, let's get started so that we can get through. Um, so you don't have to wait anymore. Uh, but this is a dream short series, volume seven. That is what that Roman numeral is. And the name of the dream is Hostel Hospital. Did I put an exclamation mark on that? No, you did not. Okay. Or else I would have exclaimed it. Would have. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. I pull up to the local hospital to visit my sick brother, Alan, who is sick. <laughs> <laughs> and again, for anyone who hasn't listened to one of these before, Trav reads it exactly how I type it. So sometimes... I must make little <laughs> grammatical mistakes. My sick brother, Alan, who is sick <laughs> and scheduled to have a surgery the next morning. As I walk up to the front entrance and walk in to the main front lobby, I notice that this hospital seems a little different than your typical hospital. I look around at all of the patients, family members and staff that are in the vicinity and see that they are all wearing various character costumes. Feels more like I've walked into Comic-Con than a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Great observation, Daniel. After a moment of taking in the odd side, I walk up to the front desk and ask a staff member what room my brother is in so that I can visit him before his surgery. <laughs> Will you please tell me what room my brother is in so that I may visit him before his surgery? Uh, as the staff member was looking up the room number, a loud chime that sounds much like coins being collected in the Super Mario Brothers game goes off. <laughs> it's like, bling, bling, bling. I look around to see what is going on and see several people in the middle of the lobby shift and scatter away. Suddenly... As if out of nowhere, a series of various swords of all shapes and sizes flew out of suspend, flew out and suspended themselves in midair in the middle of the lobby. No wonder everyone jumped back so quickly, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to refocus my thoughts. A minute. There are literally floating swords. <laughs> That's why the, it was so distracting. Because I'm just like, what? Why is this? Why did this happen? But you just kind of nonchalantly shake it off, like oh, this must be normal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it took me a minute to refocus my thoughts as the nurse at the front desk gave me the room number I was seeking. Just before I walked away from the front desk, the nurse stopped me and asked if I could do her a favor on my way up to see my brother. I told her I wouldn't mind, and she handed me a bucket of ice. <laughs> Will you deliver ice to the following patients on your way up for me? She then handed me a list of patients and their room numbers. What a lazy nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you I know. a customer. I have, to, I have to make her rounds <laughs> for her. <laughs> okay. A couple of hours later, I find myself very frustrated as I was still not finished delivering the ice. It's probably melted by now. <laughs> still delivering the ice to various patients on the list. The reason it was so maddening is that the hospital was structured more like a complicated maze than a well-thought-out floor plan for public space. On top of that, I'm almost certain that the various walls and halls are shifting periodically so that nothing looks the same twice as I try to backtrack and navigate my way to the patient's room. So he's basically in the maze from Labyrinth. (laughs) (laughs) That just keeps moving. Do the walls move in Labyrinth? Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. (laughs) At one point, I made my way back to the main lobby and once again heard a loud loud chime go off. This time, I knew what to expect and took a step back, just in time to see a series of Chinese stars being flung across the lobby and sticking into the wall on the far side. I feel like this is a very dangerous hospital. (laughs) (laughs) It's their business business plan. It's just like, well, most of our patients come from the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Strange, I thought, but then continued on my ice delivery route. (laughs) Finally, after several hours of this nonsense, I finished my ice deliveries and made my way up to Alan's room. Once I entered Alan's room, I was happy to see that my brother, Steve, eh? (laughs) and my sister, Tracy, were already there hanging out with Alan. We all talked and laughed for a bit and reassured Alan that everything will go fine in the surgery and that he'll, better, he'll be better in no time. At this point, it's starting to get late, so we all find a place to crash for the night in Alan's hospital room. What kind of a surgery is this? <laughs> Just a, a surgery where all of you need to stay in his, his room? surgery. <laughs> Probably because you guys are afraid to go through the lobby. But <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging out here as long as possible. I try falling asleep for the next couple of hours, but every time I'm about to drift off, Steve or Tracy or Alan get up, make noise, turn on the light, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I can't take it anymore. I sit up and yell at them to all lay down, go to sleep, and shut up. They all get back into their beds and start to go to sleep when a woman's voice blares out of the intercom speaker in the room. We need someone to bring Alan Barnes downstairs to get a checkup and a few tests done before his surgery in the morning. Will someone please bring him down? Alan mentions that there are rooms available downstairs for family members to sleep in by the testing area. I think, screw it. 
as I sit up and respond. I'll bring him down. Ah. <laughs> it was apparently a two-way intercom system. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, boys, I will get him. I, <laughs> sorry, I lost, my, I lost my spot. Okay. I push Alan's bed. Like, where are all of the workers? <laughs> it's a self-serve hospital. <laughs> I would be a little worried about, I mean, maybe this is why you guys are staying in the hospital. Because we gotta do you guys are going to like push him into the emergency room, or not in the emergency room, the <laughs> surgery room, and they're going to be like, all right, any takers, who wants to uh, perform the surgery? I'll watch. <laughs> So I push Alan's bed into the hall to make our way down to the testing area. Tracy, Tracy come up behind. (laughs) Tracy come up behind us and says she'll go too. As we're wheeling Alan downstairs, he tells us about a girl he's been talking to. How she's been flirting up a storm with him and that he wants to take her out when he gets out of the hospital. I ask him who the girl is and he gives me her name. I immediately recognize the name and warn him that she is bad news. <laughs> I tell him I know the girl he is talking about and how she is a big tease. <laughs> <laughs> she goes around flirting with guys so that they fall for her and then breaks their heart. Besides, did you know she's married? I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Alan seems surprised but isn't quite sure if we're talking about the same girl or if they just both happen to share the same name. I tell him I can prove it to him. I ask him if she primarily talks to him via text message. Alan responds with a yes, so basically describing 95% of women out there these days. So that narrows it down, though. That takes out 5%. I then say, I bet she also has been texting you from her work phone and not from her personal phone. Alan isn't 100% sure, but figures that the area code seemed different and that that would make sense. I then... <laughs> yeah, that makes Why sense. would the work phone have a different area code? She worked very far from maybe, where she lives? Maybe. I don't... Alan scrolls through his text thread and notices that I know... <laughs> You'll notice in these that Danny likes to reassure himself like or like he puts himself in scenarios where he is right a lot. So Alan scrolls through his text thread and notices that I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All of the conversations happen during business hours. I explained to him that I fell for her shenanigans before, and when I worked with her years ago, and this is how she hides this stuff from her husband, she leaves her work phone at work so he'll never see it. Alan looks a bit disappointed, but I assure him that he is better off without her in his life. At this point, I realize just how tired I am and tell Alan that I'm going to (laughs) seek out one of those family rooms to rest until the morning. Well, buddy, I know I just totally ruined your life. (laughs) You're about to go into a surgery in a very questionable hospital, but I'm a little tired now. So I'm going to go find a place to catch some Z's. (laughs) 
Just I got him out of a bad relationship, you know, before it started. Could have told him that after the surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, could have waited. I mean, the kid's probably scared enough going into a surgery as it is. They're like, it's borderline. If anything happens, he needs, like, the will to live. <laughs> He's pretty much got I killed. I know. He's going to be like, well, if anything, I still got this possible relationship. <laughs> I have to live for. I got to fight for it. <laughs> So just as I'm searching for a room to stay in, the power goes out and the emergency red lights pop on. What's going on? I think to myself. Then, as if the red lights are anno- aren't <laughs> then as if the red lights are annoying enough, the overhead fluorescent lights begin to flicker on and off like a strobe light. So now I'm dead tired. I'm having a hard time seeing we're focusing on why does it matter you're sleeping it shouldn't matter if the lights are on or off <laughs> i don't think i ever made it to one of those rooms <laughs> i was trying uh, to get to one of those rooms i have a hard time seeing or focusing on anything and to top it all off all of the family rooms are occupied with dozens of people why are there so many people here it's a hospital <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I hear gasps and commotion occurring down the hall and run over to investigate what is happening. As I turn the corner, I end up in a big open room that honestly looks more like an airport terminal than a hospital, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Things that don't matter. This is your nitpicking. It's like, what this room this doesn't look like a hospital. It's more like an airport. Whatever. <laughs> What's going on in there? <laughs> I think it's like well, Trav reads my uh, dreams sometimes, and then he always misses a word like at the end of the sentence because <laughs> the way that he would talk is like apparently more succinct. <laughs> so he, he's always like da 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 da. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) In this area, there is a fountain that looks much like the fountains you would see indoors at a mall. Only this fountain is not full of water. It's full of dark red blood. I can see why everyone is freaking out now and try to assess the situation. So now this is where Danny comes in to save the day. (laughs) He's like... There is a fountain, and it is spurting out blood. People are freaking out. I must come to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you to gotta step up and do your duty, you know, when it's time. <laughs> I walk toward the fountain to get... Uh, I walk toward the fountain to get better look to see <laughs> if I can tell why it's full of blood. Just as I get to the fountain edge, I can see a few bubble forming (laughs) on the surface and see a protuberance. (laughs) What? A protuberance. (laughs) I can see a protuberance forming in the red liquid. As I look closer, I can see a head slowly coming up out of the blood in the fountain. As... The being stands up and revels itself 
a rush Isn't of it reveals. Reveal? Yeah, it's revels. You wrote revels. <laughs> <laughs> and revels itself, a rush of dread washes over me as I recognize the figure. <laughs> it's the effing girl from the ring movie. <laughs> okay. This is where I wake up. Danny still has three pages. <laughs> uh, you got to teach yourself to wake up. Yeah. I, as soon as I see the ring girl, like, I am done. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. Danny still wants to see what happens. <laughs> I got to still figure out if I can come out on top. I got to be able to save the day. If you wake up, you come out on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody. We'll get out like, of there. You win if you, come, if you wake up from a nightmare. But then everyone in my dream is screwed because I'm not well, there to save them. You know what? That's, that's their problem. <laughs> so she looks up at me with blood dripping off her stupid nightgown and long black mangy hair. <laughs> mangy? Mangy? It's mangy. <laughs> mangy. <laughs> what would you black. say? She revels herself in her long black mangy, mangy hair. hair. <laughs> and points a finger right at my face. I stumble backward, falling a few times trying to regain my balance as she closes in on me. Next thing I know, I'm cornered and have nowhere to go. I close my eyes and cover my face, and then you wake up. <laughs> but no, waiting for her to dig her talons into my flesh, only to feel nothing. I slowly open my eyes and look around. The freaky, girl, the freaky ring girl and all of the blood have magically disappeared and are gone. As I stand up, everyone around me breathes a sigh of relief and begins going back to business as usual. As if I <laughs> False alarm, guys. <laughs> she didn't really want to murder anyone. <laughs> still a bit shaken. <laughs> as if it's like been a long time, too. Still a bit shaken. I find a chair I deem comfortable enough to sleep in for the night. Curl up and close my eyes. I wouldn't close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I just saw the ring girl come out of a fountain of blood. I would not be... I'd be leaving that hospital. I would not be finding a comfortable chair to curl up in. I've been sleepy all day. Like I've been trying... After all that ice delivery, Like it takes a toll. <laughs> Alas... And you will also notice that Danny says two things in every single drink. <laughs> Et cetera and alas. <laughs> so alas, sleep must not be on my agenda tonight as once again I hear several sharp screams and pop up to see what in the world is going on now. I look back toward the fountain and see a giant black panther appearing out of thin air. The Black Panther stands about eight feet tall from floor to shoulder and is about 15 feet long from nose to tail. The panther looks right at me and seems to be getting ready to pounce. I once again deduce that I'm his primary target. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like near him. And he's just like, oh, there's a panther appearing in midair. <laughs> I must be his main target. 
This is bad luck. <laughs> Two in a row, man. So I, I'm his primary target and start to run down the hall toward a smoker's lounge. As I run, I start yelling at everyone sitting in the lounge, telling them to get out. I make my way toward the lounge as quickly as I can, but the panther is gaining on me quick. I can see that everyone in the lounge is frantically scrambling to get out of one set of doors to the right, so I decide to head directly toward the set of doors on the left. As soon as I reach the door, I pull one open and step to the side. Imagine the movement of a matador. (laughs) (laughs) This causes the Black Panther to miss me and fly right into the smoker's lounge. I then slam the door shut and hold it closed. I instruct... This is also probably like a hospital from like the 80s because you will not find any smoker's lounges <laughs> in well, any hospital. That's why I said it's more set up like an airport. <laughs> oh, okay. Because there's just like this closed off area where the smokers can hang out. I still don't think that there should be smoker's lounges in airports, but I whatever. I don't know if there are. I haven't seen one for a there long time. There are. I think there's still a few. Yeah. I instruct others around me to hold the other doors closed as well. I look over to the other set of doors and see that a portly fellow has not quite made it out yet. (laughs) Just as he's exiting, the panther nips at him and catches the man's breeches and underwear (laughs) between his sharp teeth. Others help pull the man out of the room just in time, and the panther staggers back with nothing more than a mouthful of the man's pants. Several of us are there holding the doors to the smoker's lounge shut, trying to keep the panther trapped inside. As the seconds tick by, it becomes more and more apparent to the others that the panther is only interested in eating me and decide that it is in their best interest to let the panther out to kill me (laughs) (laughs) so that it will leave them alone and they also won't have to hold the door closed anymore because that is the most annoying part. I like how I like how we're sitting here sitting here reading it and we get to a part where it's like wanting to kill me and we laugh. <laughs> well, I I only laugh at the part that everybody just has realized like no man, he just wants you. Like f this. Holding this door is really tough. I'm out of here. Once I realize what is going on, I scream, "Are you guys effing kidding me?" And bolt down the hall. And yes, you sound exactly like that. Doubtful. I think it was more like, whoa, you guys have got to be freaking kidding me. I'm sure. Hey, God. (laughs) Are you serious? You got to leave in me? Are you like, I got to deal with this panther on my own? (laughs) I can hear the panther behind me as I run. I look up to see where to go next and can tell that I'm coming up to the front lobby area again. As I approach the lobby, why does the chime go off every time you're in the lobby? (laughs) As I approach the lobby, I hear it. Okay. Steve, I remember this. Okay. For those who don't know, there some dreams I have read before. Some I have not. When we record this, I have read this one previous and I'm now just remembering that it just gets super ridiculous right now as if it hasn't already been ridiculous. <laughs> but 
As I approach the lobby, I hear the loud chime go off again. Right on cue. It's at that moment that I realize that I'm no longer running on my own either. Instead, as I look to my left and then to my right, I can see that I'm running with a pack of ninjas. (laughs) I look down at myself and see that I am now wearing full ninja garb. I look ahead again and see the Chinese stars shooting across the lobby and sticking into the walls. What is the point of those stars? Just then, a couple of ninjas jump and use the stars stuck in the wall to propel themselves upward along the wall. That's what those are for. I then follow suit and jump on the Chinese stars and use them and use then to make my way upward. <laughs> my brain almost corrected it for you. It's so hard to like write without grammatical errors when you just type right through. But I've done better recently when I type them. I will actually go back and give them a once over. No, it's like half the fun is finding all of your (laughs) stupid words. Once we get to the end of the stars sticking out of the wall, we leap forward toward a much higher wall on another side of the lobby. Again, there are more Chinese stars sticking out of that wall that we can use to climb up further. I also notice that this wall itself has a giant mural of a mountain in the Alps painted on it that gives me the sense of mountain climbing (laughs) (laughs) as I scale the wall higher and higher. And he's essentially just running up the wall like like the Matrix or something, just... (laughs) Or like Spider Man crouching to go, yeah, yeah, it. basically that. And then he has enough sense to just stop and be like, huh, "That big mural of the Alps gives me the weird sensation of mountain climbing. It's kind of peaceful. It all happened so quick, traveling. I was able to uh, both <clears throat> climb and experience the." Uh, great outdoors also remember if you recall his ninja buddies were climbing the wall before him however now i am the first one to reach the top of this (laughs) wall and once i get there i just have an overwhelming feeling of what i'm now supposed to do I then stand on top of the highest produ- <laughs> protruding Chinese star <laughs> and use it as a springboard. How big are these stars? <laughs> as a springboard to leap backwards, doing a giant backflip roughly 180 feet across the room toward the wall on the other side. I end up clearly. I end up clearing the 180 wall. 180 feet. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty. I'm I like master ninjaism within <laughs> the time that I was running with the pack. Also, as he's jumping and doing a backflip, he's calculating exactly how far <laughs> he's jumping. He's like, Mwah. I'm jumping backwards about 180 feet. Like- be jumping back 90 feet before you like have even completed one <laughs> rotation. <laughs> I end up clearing the wall by a couple of feet and land on the backside. 
As I catch myself on the far side of the wall, I can see that someone has built and placed a fake mountain peak sandwich between the wall that is visible from the lobby and the wall that I assume is the outer wall of the hospital. So, <laughs> so if anyone wants like a visual of what I've dreamt, so when I jump the 180 feet doing a backflip through the, the air and I clear the wall that I was trying to get to by a couple of feet, I had to grab it much like the scene in Ocean's Eleven when that little <laughs> Chinese dude like makes the jump and he goes a little too far. <laughs> yeah, but he was doing like he was doing that in like five feet. <laughs> Here's just 180 plus. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I I cleared it a little too much. I had to hurry and grab on and like hope catch myself. I think your arms would rip off. He's you're... also <laughs> the physics of it. He's yeah. also just like yeah, I could do a backflip like. 180 plus feet. <laughs> yeah. Anybody has 180 feet, they could probably crank out a backflip. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think you had a lot of time to do a backflip. <laughs> not quite turned over yet. <laughs> it wasn't like a tight. It wasn't like a tight spiral backflip. It was like <clears throat> one of those. Like it was dramatic. Like if you were to see a movie of. What's a movie where somebody is like Underworld? Does she like kind of just fall off the side of the building or something kind of like backwards at yeah. some point. Or AI on flux or something. Yeah, maybe. But it was kind of like that. I was like, I jumped and I was just like, kind of more like <laughs> straight and just like flying through the air and then slowly made my rotation and then caught myself because I went a little too far. You went from being this poor helpless person being chased by the ring girl and a panther to all of a sudden just freaking a ninja who can backflip 180 feet and across all, rooms. all while he's dead tired yes he is dead tired you could have right imagined now. what i could have done if i was like <laughs> fresh like just had rested so the mountaintop appears a lot like what i'd imagine the top of the matterhorn at disneyland would look like and feel like if i were to climb to the top of the ride did that make sense Say it one more time. <laughs> the, mountain, <laughs> the mountaintop appears a lot like what I'd imagine the top of the Matterhorn at Disneyland would look like. And feel, feels? And feel like if I were to climb to the top of the ride. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that sentence makes sense. But where did this mountain come from? This is the mountain that's in between... The wall that you can see in the lobby and the exterior wall of the hospital. Of the hospital. There's apparently There's a like mountain a, okay. in a the hidden, middle. There's a hidden fake mountain that looked a lot like the peak of the Matterhorn. And if you're wondering, if you're wondering why anybody would put that mountain there, Danny asked the same question in the next line. <laughs> why would anyone put this replica mountain peak here, hidden in the walls of the hospital? I then climb my way down the fake peak toward a ledge that is conveniently placed between the mountain and the outer wall of the hospital. I jump down onto the ledge and see that there is a jade green hexagonal smooth stone box sitting there tucked <laughs> into the corner. I pick up the box and begin to examine it for a minute. By this point, my ninja buddies have all caught up. <laughs> 
about time, guys. <laughs> I've been time here for a 180 foot backflip. <laughs> I've been here for a long time looking at this hexagonal box. <laughs> <laughs> this jade hexagonal box. Smooth stone. Smooth stone. <laughs> so my buddies, my ninja buddies, have all caught up and are positioned at various heights on the, <laughs> the peak above, like ready to attack at any moment on my command. <laughs> <laughs> well, much like many of my dreams, somehow I become the leader <laughs> of groups of people very quickly. So I went from not being a ninja to being the leader of <laughs> very quickly. Like within Thanks. this whole chase scene. <laughs> he just thrusts himself so into this. What these happened situations. to the Panther? Yeah, that's a question we don't ever <laughs> we don't ever know, man. That well, panther was just was chasing un- him, and then all of a sudden, able were... to climb up the Chinese stars. It was too big. <laughs> he's got other problems right now. Like he's stuck on a mountain peak. I thought the panther walls. was floating, wasn't he? Well, he appeared in midair, but then he <laughs> circumed to <laughs> gravity. <laughs> I look up at them with concern on my face and whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just picturing this. I, so, okay. Just remember that he's got ninjas surrounding him on different heights of peaks. And they're just like looking at him with this box in his hand. And he looks up with them with concern on his face. And he whispers, I know what this is. It's Pandora's box. <laughs> I then wake up from my dream. (laughs) So, woo! Remember, guys, we never get the endings we want. So, (laughs) yeah, there's like so many questions now. Like, what about Alan? What? Yeah, what happened? What happened to Alan? Did he make it through the surgery or did just people just get devoured by this panther that was just running around? <laughs> Apparently not because all he wanted was you. I mean, all I can do is make assumptions. So I'm assuming Alan made it through his surgery fine and is currently not dating that girl that, yeah, you told that I warned him about. And probably there's a nice nurse that came in to take care of him, which he could uh, hook up with later. And Are you then- just giving you throwing him a bone there? <laughs> <laughs> and the panther is still scratching at the wall in the lobby trying to get up, but he's not going to make it. So in your mind, you've got Pandora's box in your hand. Just don't open it. Well, <laughs> what like do you feel like your next move would have been? <laughs> it's like we went through this whole thing. To find this Pandora's box hidden in this wall of this hospital. If I, like, if I can remember correctly, like the exact emotions that I was feeling when I was kind of playing that scene through my subconscious, I remember like looking up at them being like, like you said, I know what this is. It's Pandora's box. But to me, it was like the most bad a scene <laughs> of just like, yeah, it's Pandora's box. Box. And it was just very much like this would be the perfect ending to like cut off a movie and start a sequel. Oh, which 
You know what? The moment you dream a sequel is just going to be the greatest moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> like any Last of time on any hostile, of your hostile. dreams that somehow you dream a continuation of will be so great. <laughs> but uh, it's like 50 dreams later, you're like, so I had Pandora's box in my hand. <laughs> Ninjas surrounding me. Like that is the exact same scene. <laughs> but anyway, well, like we always uh, like to do, um, we we go through and uh, Danny goes to a website. What's the website that you go to for? Uh, oh, it's uh, dreammoods.com. Dreammoods.com. But we look up some of the words and uh, some of the main topics that are in his dream and just see what they have to say. Now I am a big believer in none of this stuff, <laughs> but, uh, but it's still funny to look at anyway. Sometimes I think you just dream about stuff because you just dream about it. Like people have imaginations. I can make something up in my head and it doesn't have to be a, a reason for it. Like it doesn't have to be that like, you know, if I'm thinking I am, you know, I, daydream that I'm a superhero or something. You know, I'm just making up some scenario in my head. It's not because I'm feeling a certain way. Maybe I just want to have a superhero story. I don't know. And sometimes they, well, I think they purposely make them somewhat generic because if they ever made them like super specific, like if you dream, dreamt about like an apple and they're like, well, that a red apple would represent the, you know, it's that time of the month. And you're like, but I'm a dude. Yeah. Then it wouldn't make any sense. But, and then also a lot of them are very negative. <laughs> so, but we'll, we'll see as we go through this. Okay. So he dreamt of a hospital. So hospitals often symbolize your need to heal or improve your physical or mental health. Hmm. Had some issues going on there. But by uh, the end, I was very physically fit. And I was leading a pack of ninjas. I don't think that they're talking about like your mental state in your dream state. <laughs> you're talking about your, your, your physical state of mind. So uh, if you dream of swords, uh, that can be seen as a phallic symbol and thus represents masculine power. <laughs> Again, well done. Basically just <laughs> dreaming of flying dongs. Is what you're saying? <laughs> just the suspended themselves in the suspending, suspending wieners, <laughs> just <laughs> flying around. Now that would be a nightmare. He's <laughs> like, ah, get away from me! <laughs> I mean, at least there's like a freaking warning sign. <laughs> warning: the wieners are now coming. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is a family-friendly show, Trav. You want to get the E rating, everyone. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> I did not mean that at all. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there should be a warning. <laughs> If that was the case. <laughs> what would be worse, huh? Swords or... I would take the sword. <laughs> just, just get me. Just 
<laughs> Just kill me now. <laughs> okay. Moving on from wieners. Um, <laughs> ice. You dream about ice. Suggests that you are lacking a flow of ideas and thoughts. I'm distracted. <laughs> Uh, fountain represents joy, renewed pleasure, or increased sensitivity. Blood represents life, love, and passion, as well as disappointment. So you had a, they give you both spectrums, just just opposite ends of that, and then you had a full fountain of those. Um, a panther signifies lurking danger and enemies working to do you harm. Uh, <laughs> ninja. <laughs> ninjas. If you dream about ninjas, uh, <laughs> to dream that you are a ninja indicates passive aggression behavior. You are trying to be defiant without appearing confrontational. <laughs> so basically, you are very passive aggressive. So which we've all we know that. <laughs> that I when I saw that I was like, yeah, Trap tells me I'm passive aggressive all the time. <laughs> Now manifested itself in my dream. <laughs> so maybe I am starting to believe in these. Uh, Pandora's box indicates hope. You will soon experience a turn for the better. <laughs> See, that I thought was interesting because I would have thought Usually Pandora's, Pandora's ba- box was, box was yeah, yeah. something bad. But in a, <clears throat> if you have a dream about Pandora's box, it's a good thing. <laughs> so anyway, well, there we go. There you have it, Dream Sort Series Volume 7, Hostile Hospital, like always. Uh, if you're not happy with the ending, like we are, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like we should go back and, and rename this dream from Hostile Hospital to like Suspending Wieners or something. <laughs> Nobody would understand that <laughs> until they got to the end of this, this episode. Yeah, but like, what is- they're like, where are the, all the wieners? <laughs> but um (laughs) is the panther a boy yeah if you have if you have a better way of ending this or or want to continue it uh, not even just a better way but or just to continue yeah Yeah. give us an ending uh go to our website qcodepodcast.com and uh you can click on the episode the uh, dream episode, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and put some comments in there. Uh, can, or you could do it through social media. Which our social medias are Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Qcode Podcast. So go ahead and look us up there. And then don't forget to subscribe and uh, follow us for our podcasts here on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube as well. And please leave us, uh, if you enjoy it, uh, if you don't enjoy it, don't, don't do anything, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it. So leave us a five-star <laughs> review, and uh, we will continue to do this. We will probably continue to do this until at least he runs out of dreams. So, But at that the rate that be, I'm having that dreams... That could be a long time, because he's still remembering so many of them. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm averaging about one per week, which is at the rate that we're releasing these. So really... I should never run out. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. So anyway, thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time and sweet dreams. Bye.